Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 46 and 96 God is our hope and strength a very present help in trouble. Therefore will we not fear, though the earth be moved, and though the hills be carried into the midst of the sea. Though the waters thereof rage and swell, and though the mountains shake at the tempest of the same. There is a river, the streams whereof make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most Highest. God is in the midst of her, Therefore shall she not be removed. God shall help her, and that right early. The nations make much ado, and the kingdoms are moved. But God hath showed his voice, and the earth shall melt away. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. O come hither, and behold the works of the Lord. What destruction he hath brought upon the earth. He maketh wars to cease in all the world. He breaketh the bow, and nappeth the spear in sunder, and burneth the chariots in the fire. Be still then, and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations, and I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. O sing unto the Lord a new song, sing unto the Lord all the whole earth. Sing unto the Lord and praise his name, be telling of his salvation from day to day. 
Declare his honor unto the heathen, and his wonders unto all peoples. For the Lord is great and cannot worthily be praised. He is more to be feared than all gods. As for all the gods of the heathen, they are but idols. But it is the Lord that made the heavens. Glory and worship are before him. Power and honor are in his sanctuary. Ascribe unto the Lord, O ye kindreds of the peoples. Ascribe unto the Lord worship and power. Ascribe unto the Lord the honor due unto his name. Bring presents and come into his courts. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth stand in awe of him. Tell it out among the heathen that the Lord is king, and that it is he who hath made the round world so fast that it cannot be removed and know and how that he shall judge the peoples righteously let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad let the sea make a noise and all that therein is let the field be joyful and all that is in it then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice before the lord for he cometh for he cometh to judge the earth and with righteousness to judge the world and the peoples with his truth Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 43rd chapter of the book of Ecclesiasticus. What a masterpiece is the clear vault of the sky! How glorious is the spectacle of the heavens! The sun comes into view, proclaiming as it rises how marvelous a thing it is, made by the Most High. At noon it parches the earth, and no one can endure its blazing heat. The stoker of a furnace works in the heat, but three times as hot as the sun scorching the hills. It breathes out fiery vapors, and its glare blinds the eyes. Great is the Lord who made it, whose word speeds it on its course. He made the moon also to serve in its turn a perpetual sign to mark the divisions of time. From the moon, feast days are reckoned. It is a light that wanes as it completes its course. The moon gives its name to the month. It waxes marvelously as, it as its phases change, a beacon to the armies of heaven, shining in the vault of the sky. The brilliant stars are the beauty of the sky, a glittering array in the heights of the Lord. At the command of the Holy One they stand in their appointed place. They never default at their post. Look at the rainbow and praise its Maker. It shines with a supreme beauty, rounding the sky with its gleaming arc, a bow bent by the hands of the Most High. Here ended the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. 
He, remembering his mercy, have hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed, forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. We begin at the eighth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be clean, be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers unto me. And I say to this one, Go, and he goes, and to another come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled, and he said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as if you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. 
for it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Keep, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy church with thy perpetual mercy. And because the frailty of man without thee cannot but fall, keep us ever by thy help from all things hurtful, and lead us to all things profitable to our salvation, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening to all. Good to be back with you after a week away. Our, our lessons tonight um, take us first through the shift we see between Psalm 46 and Psalm 96, particularly in a recurring poetic image from the Psalms that uh, captures my imagination every time I encounter it, which is the seas. Um, we'll recall that the sea in um, kind of the, the imagination of Jewish literature and Jewish poetry, uh, particularly in the Old Testament um, writings, is um, a sort of ambiguous kind of thing. It's something that is necessary for, you know, commerce and necessary for you know, you know, for, for perpetuating the water cycles and things like that, and you know, fueling the rain uh, and watering the earth. And there's all this interrelationship of how water and the gathering of that water, again, is necessary for the life of humanity. But also the sea is always this haunting kind of image of the, you know, the sort of formless and void waters at the beginning. Um, that which over that over which the spirit of God hovered and brought forth the firmament of creation and divided um, the uncreated from the created and the uncreated kind of primordial chaos is always seen as a kind of a great sea, a great formless and lightless sea. Uh, and so that there's a there's that kind of image for it as well. And so in the association, the sea is both a um, you know a place from which we get the means of life, and also it is the place. Uh, you know, it is, it's a place teeming with life, but it is also a place that is, um, you know, iconically untame. Uh, and so uh, it, it has that kind of dual, that kind of tension to it. Um, and so, but between 46 and 96, you see this transition. In 46, you have the sea raging and swelling horribly, and yet it kind of batters up against the boundary that God has declared for it. It cannot exceed its boundaries. This is a demonstration of the great power of God. Um, that the sea is fixed in its place and it, and it cannot escape, no matter how much it seems to want to try, especially on a stormy day. We, we observe, you know, uh, gosh, you know, in this wake of a great hurricane or a, a great sort of tropical storm in the Pacific, these un, you know, the unreal videos of water sort of overleaping their bounds and then being sort of dragged begrudgingly back into their boundaries again. Um, that's the picture we get of what the seas are. And yet, between 46 and 96, we see the seas kind of converted. In 96, the seas are called upon as part of the choir of God's creation to give a, a hymn of praise to him, um, such that even the sea is, is brought under dominion and brought under authority and brought into 
not only a kind of subjugation, but also is transfigured in that service to God to be something that offers its own kind of thanksgiving and sort of Eucharistic prayer to God and offers itself as part of the, the sort of the chorus of creation, offering its thanks to its creator. And so that's that's the kind of cosmic backdrop against which these lessons unfold. As an ecclesiastic is 43, we see this very notion again of no effect being without a cause. That you know the the fixedness of the sun and the and the moon and the stars, um, and the, the the way that those govern time itself, all have um, all are are sort of living at the word of a command. They are under authority. Um, and these, you know, great celestial objects that are so powerful in their ability to give light and to guide and to and to govern and to and to you know help us navigate these great powers of the skies that you know that illuminate even the great you know powers, the great angelic powers of the skies um, and of the air. Um, they are sort of sitting at the beck and call of God, who commands them to continue sitting in their place and rising and and, and coming back every day. I'm reminded of a quip by the great by the great G.K. Chesterton, who, who sort of pointed out our our boring imagination as modern people who think that it's some sort of neutral law that makes the that, that makes the sun sort of without personality just kind of circle about or or us circle about it, and that the sunrise and sunset are these kind of banal repetitions. And then Chesterton rather envisions it as you know God being enthusiastically excited about each individual and unutterably different sunrise and sunset and is so sort of tickled with the the greatness of those things that he just kind of continues to say again 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 and so that's more of the image the psalms envision is god enthusiastically calling these things to continue being awesome and then and them obeying him which then situates us in this moment with the centurion um, after the great sermon on the mount jesus comes down from the mountain um, having given this new law of the kingdom, and now as the lawgiver, as God himself, uh, he doesn't send an emissary as as God in, down the mountain. He himself descends the mountain now, um, whereas in the Old Testament, Moses was sort of sent down bearing the kind of glowiness of being in the presence of God. Now Jesus, the fullness of that glowiness and glory of God, now comes down the mountain himself. And what does he do, begin to do? He begins to exercise this kind of authority over sickness, over and then, you know, who should recognize this? It's not like it doesn't produce a great conversion event among his own people um, after the healing of the leper. Rather, who is who gravitates towards this sign of power, but rather the centurion, the centurion being this Roman officer who himself bears great authority. He's no small guy in the, in the legion. He is a very powerful man. And he comes yet and he calls Jesus Kyrios or Lord, this title that is highly selectively reserved for people with divine-like power, typically reserved for Caesar. So uh, you have um, you have Jesus come down in this centurion subjugate before him saying, I am a man who understands authority. I know how it works from me obeying those above me. And I know how it works with people who are called under my authority to obey what I tell them. If you but give the command, the sickness that is distant from us will be, will, will leave. And and like and, and I am at your obedience. I am kneeling before you. I am under your authority now. That is the kind of conversion event that we see as a kind of um, upset expectation here. So as we go through Matthew's gospel, be aware that um, as these as Jesus is continually affirmed as this as the God of Israel come among his people, 
um, it will be oftentimes not his own people who are drawn to uh, to to sort of submit themselves to that. They are not they're they're sort of they will reject that authority. They will continue to do it. But the, the outsider who was previously far off will be brought near and they'll be brought near because they will be the ones who give that great hymn of thanks, who like the sea is converted as becomes to go from this lawless thing to being something that is not only lawful and law abiding, but is also something that gives a hearty thanksgiving to to the God who made him. So be keeping an eye on, eye on that as we go along in the gospel. Let us pray. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for being here tonight. And thanks to Robert, my intrepid co-leader. Hope you all have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Good night. Good Have a good thank night. you. Welcome Ready. back. Good night. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm trying to sign off, but.